Hello everyone, welcome back to Tea Brief. This is um, episode two, I call it two and a half. We recorded an episode like uh, maybe a month and a half ago, and that's when things were really chaotic. And we're sitting here, um, hi I'm Patrick by the way, and I'm sitting here with... I'm Samala. Hi, I'm Abby. And um, a lot has happened in the last <laughs> couple of weeks since I'd you heard say. from us last. Um, I'm gonna right off the bat say that I just want to be um, I just want to be honest with all of our um, listenership that I know this this podcast is called Tea Brief. We are drinking coffee this morning. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, co- I mean, coffee brief. <laughs> coffee brief. We're changing. We're rebranding. <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, tea is just hot leaf juice. And coffee is just hot bean juice, so it's really not that big of a deal. It's Brazilian, if you want to know. Uh, Fair trade, single source, Brazilian coffee. Um, I've got a little butter in mine, and the ladies are rocking the coconut milk and stevia. So, ladies, you want to give us some updates of what the last month (laughs) was like? Um, When we first, when first, when you first heard our voices, we had just become friends. Mm. Things Mm -hmm. have changed. We all now live together, and today we are moving. I'm so excited! Oh my gosh, guys, guys! Yeah, we moved into a tiny apartment um, that was like enough to barely walk around in with all of our stuff in it, and now we're moving into a loft apartment down in the heart of San Diego. Any of you guys that know? Sam and I, um, from before, we got here last October and are just, just settling in <laughs> one year later. The fourth time we moved since October. Mm-hmm. This is a year-long lease, so it's really exciting because we'll be in one place grounded for a whole year. A whole year. And all of our names on the lease. All of our names. The yeah, all of our names, including <laughs> Lucy, are on the lease. Yep, she's got... A pet deposit and everything. So, don't lie on your to your landlords, guys. It mm. doesn't end well. Mm, mm, mm. Lesson learned. A lot of lessons. A <laughs> lot of lessons learned this summer. I'll tell you. Yeah. So, without getting into the details, because you don't need to know about that. Um. <laughs> basically, we are uh, moving into this loft apartment, so it'll be a lot easier for us to. Um, stick to the artist's way, which is what a lot of last our first episode was about, um, which we really plan on doing, and also um, just all of actually being able to thrive as artists because we'll be stable. We'll be in one place for a whole year. Um, we'll all be able to set up and move about at our own pace, and um, it's going to so be really fun. So much space. We have a lot of space. So excited for all the activities. I'm just really excited. I'm buzzing right now, guys. I'm excited to not have to paint in, like, the corner of a room. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I painted a 24 by 36 painting, and literally, I took up the whole living room, and no one could do anything else while I was painting, so... We had to sacrifice a closet uh-huh. and the entire living space. <laughs> yeah, for a single painting. <laughs> that was worth, worth. I've been doing all my commissions and, like, publishing work, like, publisher's work, like, cross-legged on a couch on a desk, because my desk, since the beginning, has just been covered in boxes... And now there's a couch in front of it. Or there has been a couch in front of it for the last month. So I'm pretty excited to have a desk and a workspace again. And we have, like, this big window in this current apartment that 
I feel like none of us have actually gotten to like stand in front of because it just hasn't been accessible. But this next apartment is literally 50% windows. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's one whole wall is just a giant window. It's amazing. Did you say it was on the fourth floor too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can stick our heads out, which is like very unsafe. All the other, <laughs> all the other lofts that we looked at had like a little tiny window or something like that. No, these are giant ass windows. windows. Abby literally stuck her head out of the window and we're like, "We're here!" <laughs> and I was like, "Get back inside!" I was like, "I'm definitely gonna be singing out these windows <laughs> every morning." Good morning, San Diego. So it's like seven thirty, but like. None of us give a shit because we're about to move out. So yeah, <laughs> I literally played Make a Man out of you this morning. Abby's using her outside voice. <laughs> this is actually this is everyone else's uh, inside voice. Outside voice. This is Abby's inside voice. Um, uh. So um, yeah, we're getting ready to pack up this whole place. So let's talk about what we're gonna be doing um, moving in the future. Literally, I was like, God, we're like, let's record this podcast. And the girls busted out their books and started studying. So where where have you gotten to? You ready for the test? <laughs> <laughs> two middle fingers, not just one, but two. Yeah. So we the last time we left off, I think when we all kind of stopped reading, I, I know I was in the middle of chapter two, and I think you guys were just starting chapter two as well. Mm. But like Pat said, we're we recording chapter one podcast I think that makes the most sense because that podcast came out like we were just we literally recorded it in our last last apartment on a bed with two dogs heavily breathing into the phone so we just want to like save you guys that trauma and annoyance of just heavy dog breathing and tail wagging or maybe that was just Abby (laughs) <laughs> and I'm now a safe distance from the phone. Um, so I thought we could go, we we want to get started back up again because none of us have read since we moved into this new place. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. We're letting go, beginning again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it makes sense to reflect on chapter one and where we left off. So we just like whipped out our notebooks to bring out the assignments and like just refresh our memories. And I, I think that we're all feeling, well, not to project this, but I'm feeling like, oh, this would have been probably really good to read during that entire time that we were, like, suffering through this chaos. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, this summer has not been easy. Um, definitely the physical space of trying to do do around each other. Um... <laughs> Thankfully, we're all pretty acrobatic and small and and limber. Um, Yeah, there's no way that we could fit inside the space if we were like normal human size. (laughs) Yeah, we're all about three quarters. That's like (laughs) a regular person. (laughs) Yeah, like my disposition for hide and go Zeke is like really working out for me. Anyways, yeah, so the physical space has been really tight and hard to navigate around. Um, myself personally, my work situation just did not pan out the way that I had projected and and envisioned for my future, um, and kind of just have to roll with it (laughs) and be creative, (laughs) like, not just in your own art and what you're, 
you know, developing into if you're a painter, you know, I've been like yoga-ing or writing a lot just to like stay sane <laughs> throughout the summer or working out a lot to like have some semblance of sanity. Mm. Alliteration. Um, <laughs> but me and Sam were talking about how when you go through these really tumultuous times in life, if you're able to be creative in a material sense, then somehow you're able to kind of be creative with problem solving, with like seeing your situation in a different light or seeing alter positive alternatives to, you know, you having this like really fixed mindset of like, oh, this is how I want my life to go and this is how it needs to be. And then it doesn't go that way or it goes up in flames or it just, you know, <laughs> completely veers. Um, but yeah, like if you're able to kind of like look at it and be like, hmm, okay, this sucks. <laughs> this is really shitty. Um, but what can I do about this? What options do I have? What now? What next? Yeah, yeah that's a lot of the reason why I wasn't doing the book because I think that um, during all that time of instability, like there's, a, I think there's a certain level of people being, uh, you know, having your normal ass needs met and like not having um not having a place to stay is very much like base level chakra i'm in panic mode and i think that i i know that i would have struggled and been really pissed off about now there's no like right way or right time and that's exactly what the book says everybody will go at their own pace but i think i would have been really frustrated with not being able to do even half of the of the assignments because of the mindset I was in because of the space that we were in. So, I mean, like literally, my my desk is the computer desk for two computers, and also sometimes people eat there, and everybody writes their emails there, and like it's the only one that has internet. All my pockets get emptied on there, and like there are cups on there. Yeah, like so it's like insane. Okay, but it's a podcast. You no one can see you raise your hand. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. That being said, we haven't been able to have the space to like do the assignments, but you've been living it. You made two paintings. Yeah, my point is not is that I wasn't doing the artist's way. Is that you said earlier, what do you do when you have, when like things are not going your way? And I think that just learning to roll with it was wise for me personally. Um, just learning to roll with it, like trying to be a creative and be myself, be authentic to myself, even though I felt like everything was so incredibly unstable. And now that we've worked through that and rode this wave all the way out to, dare I say it, stability. Because I keep fucking saying that word and it, and like now I'm scared of it because it keeps not being true. But I think we're actually here now. We have a one year long lease where I know that I'll have stability. So. If I've got a year that I know that's stable, then I can definitely handle a 12-week course, you know, at least being able to come home and rest my head in the same place without freaking out. Um, so I'm ready to start again. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, one of the things that Abby and I were talking about, um, just because, like, some, as I might have mentioned this in the last podcast, but I bartend part-time, full-time, forever, six days a week. <laughs> um, so lots of people come to me with their problems um as it were and I love listening or I wouldn't do that job and what I've really realized is the difference between 
people that come in isn't necessarily their problems. A lot of people are alcoholics. A lot of people have cheated or been cheated on. A lot of people lose their jobs. Um, is that the outlook, a lot of it centers around how creative the person is. Um, the people who come in and have a set career or a set way or a set way in school, a set way of being, and they don't consider themselves creative, um, then something like this, life throws, throws them a curveball, they really feel completely immobilized and just like, like there's no, they failed, even though like everything else in their life might be going totally fine. Uh, they can't see, they can't create that image in their head, that possibility. Uh, versus some people come in and they're a hot mess and nothing in their life is going right. Nothing at all. But they do consider themselves creative. And they're like, they're like, yo, this sucks, but we're gonna like figure that like, it's cool. We'll just see what happens next. Like maybe I'll move to India and like join an ashram. Maybe I'll go down to South America and start volunteering. And it's just like- I know three friends that have been yeah, exactly. <laughs> so go travel Southeast Asia. We have like fifteen friends that are like yeah. So like, um, yeah. So it's just really interesting, like the mindset between somebody who who identifies as creative and somebody who 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 is strictly like oh I wish I was creative, and that's a lot of what this chapter talks about. Um, that all humans are creative. So you're talking about chapter one? Huh? You're talking about chapter one again? Yeah. Well, just the book in general. I'm pretty sure it's in chapter one. Um. Wow. Pause for truck. Okay, brief intermission while the world wakes up, and we're back. So even though we haven't been reading, actively reading The Artist's Way, I think that even just from the first, the intro and the first chapter, we've still implemented a lot of the tenets into our lives. Um, I know... I probably say over the last two months, but it's been two months. Um, probably half the days, maybe forty percent of the mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. I've wrote my morning pages, though rarely in the morning. Right. It's usually after work, so like eleven o'clock at night, but or the middle of the day, but still. Yeah, writing artist pages. Yeah, that's been consistent in my practice as well in terms of just being able to word vomit <laughs> into my journal. Um, and kind of clear that mind clutter. Um, Yeah, so to your point, Sam, about having the mindset of a creative to be able to problem solve your way through life's struggles. um, I think also too, a part of that comes with like faith, you know, and I'm kind of like, using creativity almost like synonymous with like God, right? Because that's what this book is talking about in terms of connecting to that higher whatever, you know, God or what was it that you called it? Good orderly. Good um good orderly direction. That's what she actually called it. She's like if you're a secular person and you get you get like triggered by the word God, just think about it as good orderly direction. Right. Basically the opposite of chaos. When things line up when, when the world sinks up, you get God. Still loaded, though. Like, you can say that, but I'm still like... I was talking about this with a co-worker yesterday. I don't know what the heck happened. It was kind of slow. And we just started going off on... Um, 
just religions in general and um I was talking about like the nature of God and what God really is. It got me into a real existential hole, because it's like that load. That word is so loaded. But I do yes. think that if if we can think about, um, I don't want to start naming names, but like there's the Christian Christian idea of, um, you know, like God created us in in His image, and just like a lot of just a lot of religions in general will always talk about God as the creative, right? So if we believe that we are the divine as well then we are creators as well. So mm. it works out semantically. Mm. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I was also too, just having this conversation with Maggie, um, one of my good friends about the artist way, cause she's, I think in week five now. <laughs> um, and it was the first time ever that she even recognized God or that I even heard her use God in <laughs> conversation um, and so it was beautiful though the way that she was just describing like you know this whole idea about um, this whole idea about like when things go to shit and when your life doesn't play out the way that you wanted it to play out like to know that life is abundant and that there's literally millions of other possibilities of what can happen in your life um, and to have faith. Yeah, I think it's, I think my, like I definitely don't have a traditional like relationship or idea of God, but anytime I do feel like there are gods or goddesses or any of that, because it's a lot of what my artwork like centers around, I do, like, I love the study, like theology in general, like I love religion and all of that. Um, though I don't like practice one, I think like my relationship with like gods and goddesses and like deities in general is that like I'm here to like serve them. Mm -hmm. So like to like serve and protect and honor them. But I don't feel like they are beings that I can ask anything of. Mm. I think even when I was little, I was like I was raised Catholic. I um when I was really little, I would ask God for stuff all the time, mm. like a dog. I really mm. wanted a dog, so I'd pray for a dog every day. And then I would also like pray for like the salvation of my parents' souls because I was like convinced that they were gonna go to hell because they didn't pray the rosary every day and all those things. And um, but I like reached a certain age and then I was just like, who am I to ask God for things? And I was like, the, like he should be like capital H. He should be asking me to do like to do things, kind of. And like if I was worthy, he would call upon me. And like this is me at like seven. So, so I was just like, I must, I must live a life that is worthy for God to like, trust me with his like, with his, you know, whatever, um, quests. <laughs> it's funny because like in every video game, like the hero always gets chosen somehow, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, of course the point of a, of a game is that you're following that guy who, who finally gets it. But you always are convinced that like, oh, that's going to be you one day if you're just like, if you just be a dope person and like work out really hard and learn to swing a sword. You'll be handed a parchment paper with yes. a quest. The light will come to you and it will be that thing. No, no. They sell the shit out of that too. I know. Who doesn't wanna who doesn't wanna like be handed a quest line and just know that that's the right answer. Yeah. But it and like as silly as that all is, I think I do still have some of that mindset and, and chapter one does talk about like the art the child within or whatever. And um where not where I'm like waiting for a quest line because I'm like, cool, I get to, you know, choose your own adventure or I'll sign it. But
but like, but in that I'm like waiting to be asked of how, like how to serve, like how can I serve instead of like asking for things. Well, I think, yeah, I think that that's a really common um, perception of God that people have when it's like, they, they just like go to, you know, whatever to talk to him, her, um, when they need something when it's like out of like desperation you know like uh oh this whatever thing is really really shitty in my life and like god if you can just get me out of this i promise i'll go to church you know what i mean like that's always like yeah bargaining right um a common theme like i don't know that was in movies or whatever but i think that like what you were saying earlier about like how can i serve when we create that is worship that is service when we are like living out our like most authentic like i don't know personal legend also reading uh the alchemist right now but like the higher powers or whatever want us to be happy and they and they are pleased when we are living our truth and and doing our art and like sharing that and creating so i think that that's worship Hmm. Yeah, I just finished reading um, uh, Siddhartha, which is, if you don't know, the story of a, of a man's enlightening. And he comes across the Buddha at some point, um, in, early in the book too. He comes across the Buddha himself, Gautama, and uh, like the original Buddha. And um, I feel like the creative is just a... a like, we were just here for the universe to know itself. Like, this idea of deities and gods and things like that, mm-hmm. for me, are a personification of stories and metaphors that are just easier to understand in that way. Like, I've never felt in my life that there was a, um, a something bigger, like a, a, a being above me or something like that. And above is like a, you know what I mean, a, above is a relative term. I don't mean literally above me or um, better than me or more perfect than me or something like that. So for me, the creativity is coming out of the experience of the oneness, of just like being a part of the world and like being blessed with eyes and thoughts that are able to regurgitate the things that that I'm experiencing, that life is a gift. And to create it, to record it, to uh, use creativity to reach out to other people so that they can see that they're not alone and that there's something that you understand that they understand that's something that they can see themselves in what what you're doing almost like if you can call it a form of worship it's like worshiping the people around me worshiping the people that are going to be consuming the artwork that's my like drive if i can call it god if i can call it what i believe god is it's that it's like the giving is the worshiping but like that idea that there are deities and things like that, like I just like it like in my bones. I know there's like there are people that are like hyper Christian and like some of my family, like especially the, the Haitian side, like um, super super Christian, and they are like they really believe that there is a a man. Sometimes I think they believe that there is a white man like up there that they look at, you know, and um, and I think about those moments and I'm just like, damn, like what would it feel like to to feel that. You know, I have these moments of, like, imagining what it would feel like to feel like. And that would be such a happy thing. 
but it's not for me. I feel like for me, it's like the better I take care of myself, the better I can take care of the people around me, and then in turn, like the better hopefully people will feel inspired to like take care of the earth. And like, I think I've just been like an environmentalist my entire life, also. Like, other things have changed. So, it's just like honestly more fun to like think of Pachamama as my deity, you know? And, um, or like all the earth, like to study all the earth goddesses and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That was the visualization that I had in my head when you were talking about just like this uh, oneness of all of us. Like, I imagine God as the ocean, and we are all droplets. Like, we are all just one single little tiny, like, molecule, molecule. <laughs> uh, pixel, you know, of, of ocean droplet, and God is this whole ocean. Or, like, we are a tree, and God is the forest, or whatever, you know? And so, like, uh, the visual that I had in my head was from, was it Moana? Yeah. You know, like the island goddess that like is the volcano and she like comes yeah, up. Yeah, I love her. And she's like hurting in lava and just like sad, but then like she just needs I don't, I don't even remember the plot of that movie. Anyways. Her heart back. Yeah, she needs a heart, right? And the then, rock stole her heart. Right? Because he's the so rock. handsome. Doing the rock Johnson. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to the earth? It's like she fell in love with me. What can I say? Um Yeah. But then he gives it back and she's fine. Right. Yeah. That's my like visualization of like we are maybe the solar systems and all of like the galaxies and universes are maybe just like a little belly button of like the god goddess being I don't know. Not to get to in the weeds, but it's funny because like that's what I mean. That's what Nirvana is 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 feeling the whole ocean at once, yeah. and. So that's what the Buddha's after. That's what like super secular people are after that, right? Which is a metaphor for consciousness. But then also um, in Hinduism, Brahma is a dude sleeping or yeah, I guess a dude. They, they, they assign gender and um, they weren't progressive thousands of years ago. Um, Brahma was is just like in a river taking a nap and there's a lotus coming out of his belly button and we're like a speck of dust. On that lotus so it's funny how they all come back to the same place yeah. mm. okay so we got real deep into god um let's um which fucking happens at this table all the time <laughs> we're taking this table with us by the way so don't worry everybody um let's get into what we're gonna do in the future we're moving we're probably gonna have an episode for you next week in our new um brand new fully furnished apartment um what are you guys gonna be planning to do in the next week from now until then what's that Sorry, can I just also read these um, affirmations? Because I just think that this... Wait, can you, can you end the podcast with that? Like, leave everyone off mm-hmm. of the affirmations? I think so. Uh, in this next week, I am... Wait, in regards to the artist's way or in Whatever general? Okay, let's see. I'm bartending on what, two boats. your life going three, three boats including a, a funeral at sea, serving tables at a fancy vegan restaurant, and bartending, and staying at one, and moving and prioritizing my window spot with my desk, and illustrating the first page of my new book deal, 
totally doable. Totally doable in the next five to seven days. Hmm. You say that with doubt. And buying plane tickets for a trip back to the East Coast. I think you 100% got it. You can do all of that and more in one week for sure. Thank you for your help. Yeah, I don't care about um, anything but my corner desk. Like, I've only been thinking about that since we signed the lease, mind you, only two days ago. About, like, where my desk is going to go and how I can sit there and just do whatever I want. We've been drawing diagrams. Like, literally, I'm just like, just this corner. I'm so excited. Um, I'm sure at some point we'll be able to share screenshots and some video with everyone listening. Um, On Instagram. I'm so excited about this space. I'm like so excited to come home to one place for the next year to rest my head. Um, not starting anything. Um, I've got some cool ideas cooked up, and I think that maybe I'll continue to work on, on some ideas, but nothing I'm ready to share quite yet. I just want to get settled and set up and uh, help these ladies get set up as well. Oh, I'm also... Sorry. Uh, you already spoke. I know. Just kidding. It's I a podcast. Forgot. I also you can say whatever to... you want. I'm also printing out prints of my rainforest um, donation piece and mailing those out. Oh, good plug. Thanks. So. Yeah, it's your podcast. Plug that shit. So tell us about tell about so tell us a little bit about that real quick. Thirty seconds spot. Okay. So um, basically, with all the fire devastation happening in the rainforest right now. I wanted to find like a good organization to um, donate money to and just like, um, I don't know, find a way to contribute. So uh, this piece I was called to make, I am making prints and I'm selling them on my Etsy shop and all the proceeds are going uh, straight to the Rainforest Trust organization that buys land um, so that it becomes private property and not owned by any South American government. And I'm South American, so, you know, just saying. But uh, cannot be trusted. And your Etsy shop <laughs> Obviously. is? Uh, it's uh, Samula Art, and the link is on my Instagram and on my website, samulaart.com. At samulaart.com. On Etsy at Samula Art. Get yourself a piece. You know you want it. It's beautiful, yo. It's really beautiful. And I save the rainforest. And also the rainforest, guys. Thanks, Sam. Uh, what are you up to for the next week? Interviewing, um, I am trying to secure a teaching position at my own classroom. I'm so excited, guys. I'm really excited for this next chapter. Um, and yeah, we'll see where I land. Um, interviewing, and then on a personal level, I will be trying to just cultivate all of my arts. Uh, in the new space, I'm gonna like be making some yoga videos, some workout videos, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna get back on the workout grind. Um, and yeah, I think I also wanna cook more and kind of like develop that uh, line of culinary art. And I'll probably start painting in, I, I don't know. Dancing. In, in I, I, I want to do all the things, guys. You know, you know what I really want to hear from Abby right now? The word unpack. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> unpack and the second word would be organized. Okay, yes. That, obviously. There's so much space for cartwheels. I'm just excited about all the space and all the things I want to do in the space. Can I just dream for like two seconds? 
And then obviously the unpacking and setting up the space will come with that because I'm going to want the space to be conducive for me to do all of it. <laughs> Her yeah. eyes are like daggers right now, you had shooting some, at me um, through the head. Some affirmations you wanted to share with this? Yeah, I just with. love these affirmations at the end of the chapter. Um, the chapter's name is uh, Recovering a Sense of Safety. And there was this whole section about kind of negative self-talk and the, the stories that we tell ourselves. These, these things that we like have almost like a recording playing in our head that we say back to ourselves about our lives, right? And so it was, um, this whole chapter kind of had a, a section about um, positive affirmations. And so I just wanted to read a few creative affirmations that they had at the end of the chapter. Um, this one I thought was really pertinent. Number three, as I create and listen, I will be led. And another one I really liked was number five, my creativity heals myself and others. And then I also highlighted 15 through 20. Yeah, here we go. Um, I am willing to create. I'm willing to learn to let myself create. I'm willing to let God create through me. I'm willing to be of service through my creativity. I'm willing to experience my creative energy. And I'm willing to use my creative talents. Excellent. These things are all true. Uh, so, friends, um, thank you, Abby, for that last, it felt like a poem. Um, so we'll be catching you guys on the next one, probably next week. It's so funny because we decided that we wanted to do this on Wednesdays, and it just so happened that moving day was on a Wednesday. Um, uh, yeah, so the next episode will be recorded probably at the same table, but in a different location. Um, and we're high above everything on the fourth floor, so hopefully we won't be able to hear the car alarms in the background. Sorry for that in the middle of that podcast. Um, so yeah, again, my name is Patrick. Thank you for listening to Coffee Brief. And uh, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Thanks for listening. You guys want to sign out? Instagram handles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm at Patrick.TheDreamer on Instagram. And... Um, Something else on Twitter. I'll tell you guys next episode. <laughs> TikTok soon. Anyways. I'm on TikTok. That shit's scary. Check it out, yo. Yo, it's basically Vine, but... Yes! But better? But Rebirth. Yeah, it's like Rebirth's Vine. It's so dope. It's so funny. All right, this is Samla signing off from K Street for the first and last time. <laughs> Check you guys out next time. I love how K Street is our code word. It's not even K Street. No, we live on 22nd. Formally. Anyways, signing out. Peace and blessings, y'all. This is Abby at a dot m underscore Quinn. Yes. Cool. Thanks, guys, again for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Tea Brief in the Loft. We out. Bye.